0: Welcome to Thoughts on Record, official podcast of the Ottawa Institute of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Each episode, we explore topics of interest to clinicians and mental health consumers from a cognitive behavioral perspective. I'm your host, Dr. P. Kelly. I want to welcome Dr. Caitlin Cleggett-Woods to the podcast. Caitlin is a clinical psychologist at the OICBT with a particular expertise and focus in the treatment of OCD and anxiety-related disorders. She completed her graduate clinical training at McLean Hospital's OCD Institute, the Center for Anxiety and Related Disorders at Boston University, and the OCD Center at Rogers Behavioral Health. She has received direct supervision from top clinicians in the field who are currently members of the OCD Scientific Advisory Board. She is also the co-developer of the Intensive Outpatient Program for OCD and Anxiety-Related Disorders at the Ottawa Institute of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Caitlin, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty well. How are you?
0: Not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm really happy to have you here as I have a number of specific questions about treating OCD in the context of COVID-19. In your experience as a clinician, what is your sense of how clients with OCD are going to be reacting to the COVID-19 pandemic?
1: So it's absolutely mixed just in the sense that, you know, each individual with OCD widely differs from the next one. But one of the things that I really want to emphasize is that the communication across the board amongst OCD specialists is that their folks with OCD that have gotten good effective treatment are actually coping more effectively with this pandemic than the general population. They are so well-practiced at inviting in and tolerating uncertainty that they're almost, you know, I've had my own clients reflecting that they're coping so much better than their own family and friends. So it's really, really excellent.
0: Is there any clinical indication that now would be time to consider pausing treatment for any of our clients?
1: A resounding 100% no. Our treatments are, you know, gold standard in terms of helping people overcome disorders that are disrupting their lives and livelihood, right? And so the stress of the pandemic is bad enough. What we definitely don't need is that stress and OCD or an anxiety-related disorder causing additional problems on top of that you know pick the one problem but we don't need to pile it on with others and especially in such times of you know stress and strain that's when we would most want to access our gold standard treatments right. rather than putting them off to the side
0: that's such a great point for clients who are undertaking exposure based treatments at the moment how should implementation of treatment change uh, if at all
1: So, I mean, it definitely has to adjust just because of our standard way of living is adjusting. Um, And it's one of those things that, you know, we as clinicians in conjunction with our clients are kind of flexibly adapting to as more information becomes available. Um, So, for example, right now, if let's say you had a contamination-based exposure where you know you're going outside and touching things we're not doing those types of exposures outside the house right now we're adapting them to you know do the types of exposures that we can do inside the house you know once you get inside your house it's erp exposure and response prevention as usual Um, maybe we're getting a little bit more creative with incorporating imaginal exposures right and kind of calling to mind those worst case scenarios for folks with you know um health-related anxieties incorporating those interoceptive exposures. So in many ways, it's not actually that different. And in other ways, it is.
0: So interesting. Owing to the physical distancing measures that we're having to do right now, uh, many clients are likely to be receiving or at least being offered exposure and response prevention therapy via video therapy. Uh, Do we know if this is just as effective as in-person therapy?
1: Research wise, absolutely. And colloquially, even in, you know, from what I've heard from other colleagues, other specialists in this area, even more effective. And so, one of the wonderful things about exposure and response prevention is the creativity that comes along with it. Right. Switching that medium over to teletherapy, we can do things now that we couldn't do before or that would be way more expensive to do. You know, if you have a client that would benefit from a home visit, that costs so much more money just because of the additional time that it takes and the parameters around that. But right now it's kind of like getting a home visit for the same cost. You know, I can be looking across my screen and if there is a particular exposure that's hard for you to do in your home, I'm right here with you.
0: Do you think this is going to change the way that we practice in that respect? I could see a day where I'm going to be leveraging this technology a lot more for exactly the reason that you are saying. Are you hearing that kind of chatter among Uh, clinicians who treat OCD?
1: Most definitely. You know, I think in terms of looking at silver linings with a challenging situation, the ability to adapt to and use more flexibly the tools at our disposal, like teletherapy, is going to be one of the benefits coming out of this. You know, very much so, people enjoy in-person therapy because, you know, you kind of get that sense of the person in the room. You feel almost maybe as the clinician, more connected and confident in doing an exposure or um, guiding somebody through an exposure in person. And those same principles are going to be possible over teletherapy. We just, you know, have to be patient with ourselves in terms of implementing them and letting that happen.
0: Caitlin, hand-washing and disinfecting guidelines are really quite different from what we typically prescribe for our clients with contamination-related OCD. For clients who do have specific fears around contamination – how do they maintain the gains that they've made in this context?
1: One big step is to recognize that the period of time that we are in right now is a distinct period of time. And so of course it is important to adapt treatment to the current guidelines by the experts in coping with this pandemic. Um, That being said, Not going above those guidelines is going to be important, right? OCD is not going to be satisfied with a 20 second hand wash or, you know, by resisting hand washing once you are inside the home and you can go about life as normal. And so the exposures remain, they just change slightly. And one of the things for clients who are actively engaged in treatment to remember is that it is okay to follow these guidelines right? This period of time will pass. And, you know, who knows if or how OCD treatment will evolve as we go. Um, But that it's important to recognize that A, the uncertainty still exists, we can still not be 100% certain about anything, especially in a time like this, Mm -hmm. and that they can still actively do the things to challenge their OCD, while following recommended guidelines.
0: That's going to be so helpful for folks.
1: One of the things also that I just want to point out is, you know, it's much of the conversation, not just in this podcast, but more broadly, is wondering about how contamination-related OCD is coping with the current pandemic. But it's important to recognize as well that all types of OCD and all types of intrusive thoughts will be popping up in as folks are coping with this. So for example, you know, many many of my clients are less concerned about themselves getting sick, but what if they accidentally or inadvertently get somebody else sick?
0: Right, right.
1: Or other clients, you know, say with scrupulosity and unable to go to their religious services because these services have been can- have been canceled, wondering, you know, what if God is, you know, going to punish me for not going to my service. Um, you know, And the list goes on because OCD is as creative as the mind can be, which right. is endless. Um, and so that's just kind of one important aspect to remember is that all types of intrusive thoughts are and are present during this time and that they can each be coped with with active treatment.
0: We can sometimes only see challenge in a situation like this. Uh, however, what opportunities does this kind of situation present for our clients with OCD?
1: This situation is almost like the world giving us the biggest best possible exposure that it could because again right, right the tolerating uncertainty is the major focus of treatment and the world has given us this pandemic and so even in terms of how can i gain something from this situation beyond the you know other gratitude that we might Express or share for our family members our community things like this the opportunity to really take everything that we have learned about tolerating uncertainty and applying it to the here and now and Maybe even helping out some of your friends and family members in that respect, right? Especially for the folks that have gotten effective treatment for OCD they might have some special tools that the general population would really benefit from it this time.
0: I absolutely agree. And I've seen many of my own clients go through successful OCD treatment and then look around at society in general about the amount of magical thinking that's going on or seeing other people engage in sort of quasi rituals.
1: Yeah. And to that point as well, I think it's pretty valuable to recognize that right now the world has a unique opportunity as well to really Have a better sense of understanding about what the experience of OCD is like, right? It's not that meticulousness or preference um, that the media will portray to us, but rather that sense of hypervigilance and ongoing you know kind of fear and looking over your shoulder about the next catastrophe that could strike so it really allows some talking space to be able to have folks without OCD to really gain a better understanding about what our what our clients are going through
0: what a great point
1: yeah it can really help deconstruct the stigma
0: Caitlin final question for you are there any online resources that you would recommend to clients to support or extend the treatment that they might be receiving right now
1: One hundred percent. One of the best resources at all times, but that also has been putting out some great resources for the COVID-19 pandemic is the International OCD Foundation, www.iocdf.org. From there, they will have links to other professionals as well. But uh, yeah, they, they are an excellent place to get started.
0: Okay, that's great, Caitlin. Thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate your expertise. And I think this will be really helpful for folks with OCD. And uh, I wish you all the best during these uh, uncertain and challenging times.
1: I hope that it is helpful as well. Um, Thank you so much for having me on again. And, you know, I really just want all of our listeners to know that you are not alone in this. We are all in this together and you can do it.
0: All right. That's such a positive message to end on. So I guess we'll leave it there. Thanks, Caitlin. Take good care. You too. Bye. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And now for the mandatory disclaimer. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Kelly and that of his guests. Content of the podcast should not be taken as psychological advice and is for general information only. Please consult your mental health professional for any specific questions around your psychological health. In no way does listening to our content establish a psychologist-client relationship. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect patient confidentiality. Finally, this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing a standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast.